this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Mortar, pestle, chicken feet, eating children, deep dark forest, elderly woman, iron teeth, gnarled nose, wooden hut, picket fence constructed of human bones. What do all these things have in common? Well, let's say the magic words to enter and find out. Turn your back to the forest, your front to me. Oh, it worked. This week on Flow, Folklore of the Week. It's flow time, folklore time You know why I'm a categorize a bovine shit Where I'm a co-sign it This Duke Zaplanko is my co-pilot Some of these creatures from folklore be so violent From region to region we will travel the globe Either you believe in the heathen, it's a battle for souls Every week, pre the week and tune in and capture the flow Enjoy the jewels I drop along with satin and gold That being told, it's time to get into these traditions Customs, ways, religions, and belief systems Amish, satanic magic, and meet Christians Urban legends, superstitions, and even Christmas So bear witness, grant me the floor as I speak More answers are given to you the more that you seek No discrimination, whether rich, poor, or you're weak Learning the curse brings you flow, folklore of the week Traditional beliefs, customs, and stories of a community passed through the generations by word of mouth. Welcome back, welcome back, Flow Squad. This is episode five, which is the sixth episode, but five episodes. That's a milestone. We've been doing this for a minute, and I thank you guys for continuing on this journey with me. And uh, much love and respect for that. And to the newcomers, let me give you a little information on what the flow is all about. Basically, to all the newcomers, flow, which is Folklore of the Week, is a weekly series released every Friday, which is brought to you by Learning to Curse. And I am your host, Dukes. If you want to get a hold of me about the flow series, go ahead and email me at flowsquadltc at gmail.com or for anything else learning to curse at gmail.com learning to curse is on all social media outlets so go ahead and add us follow us subscribe rate and comment let us know how we're doing what kind of job we're doing where we can improve and uh, give us any uh, insight of what you might have no i mean yeah 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 all right so this week we have a doozy for you we will be getting into some Slavic folklore and talking about a very, very scary creature. If you're a child, this creature's name is Baba Yaga. Baba Yaga, that name just sounds dope. And I've heard it, it's been heard in many, many movies like John Wick, Hellboy, 
um, a few other movies it's been in. You heard that word like, what is that? Baba Yaga, right? But this is Slavic folklore. And it's about an elderly woman. And that's pretty much what it translates to from Russian, I believe. Is Baba Yaga's like elder, elderly woman or grandmother. Uh, she's also called Babushka Baba Yaga. Which Babushka is like grandmother. Or those things they put over their head. The Olays with the little scarves, you know what I mean? Anyway, but like I said, it's Slavic folklore. So we're going to get into this. Baba Yaga. Let me give you some traits of what they say she looks like. They say she has large distorted nose as if any witch would have in um any stories you know children's stories you hear also she had long iron teeth now were they iron because you know she was some kind of crazy beast or were they iron because she had bad teeth and she got dental work you know but they're supposedly very very sharp so that they can chew and rip flesh she also had tattered clothing. She looked very, very derelict. I think the word might be. I just made it up, but I think it works here. She looked very homeless looking, right? And uh, what's crazy is, what's real crazy is, she has said that she can fly. But she isn't flying no broomstick like an ordinary witch would. She doesn't fly via frequent flying miles that she's accumulated by using her discovery card. This wench flies in a mortar and pestle. Now for of those who not, might not know what that is, that's something they use in science basically to break up uh, different uh, stuff. Basically, you could throw a few herbs in there, different herbs, and you have this little, it's like it could be porcelain, wood, metal, different uh, materials. And you have this little bulby, bulby, you know, little thing that you sit there and you crush the stuff together in there to mix it, right? Either it could be liquid form or it could be dry stuff that you put in there and you just. I think Mr. Miyagi did some shit like that in like Karate Kid 1 or 2 or some shit. But basically, you know, you get to mix the stuff up. Why is she flying around in that? That's weird to me. That's kind of weird. But that's what she does, right? So, hey, give it to the Slavics. You know what I'm saying? They know how to make an awesome folklore character that's different than the rest give her that now this is what's very interesting to me is that she is sometimes referred to as the devil's grandmother i mean that's crazy because people would think that the devil was from the beginning or you know but like supposedly she's the devil's grandmother which and as you already probably think you probably you probably already guessed i'm gonna go in this direction Here's another woman who, well, let me get to that first. But my, my point is this. I believe that she may be connected to Lilith. But let me go on so you guys know why I say that, okay? So supposedly she lives on the edge of the forest. But what forest? Is it the forest in Slavia or wherever they're from? Or is it just any random forest that she wants to live in? probably any random forest since she does move around a lot as you will find out very soon she lives in a wooded hut wooden hut which is weird she's in a wooden hut and she's said to fly around in a wooden mortar and pestle some say it's other um material but most say it's wooden right so 
there's all this woods she's in the woods makes sense okay so this is what's crazy about the house though it is said to have two large chicken legs under it that can be uprooted and she can move from place to place as she wishes so that's why it's hard to find her like oh she's over here no you don't know where she's at because she moves when she wants to move when it's time to move and do it moving she doesn't move it so i mean that keeps her on the go um in order to to open the door to her her wooden cottage or whatnot you have to say the magic phrase which we said in the beginning of this episode turn your back to the forest your front to me and you shall be able to enter the the cottage but why would you want to enter the cottage i'm glad you asked well beyond her just being an evil character some say she gives guidance and uh knowledge and information which stems back to um the whole thing with john wick and hellboy and stuff people are told to go to her for information although it may become deadly which again i will explain to you later why she may become deadly okay so boom you're in the door right so how, how are you gonna recognize her hut besides the chicken legs i mean that's a dead giveaway but besides the chicken legs uh, what else oh there's a picket fence made with human bones all around her wherever she's at right so my question is this is she like taking that down taking it with her when she moves and putting it back up or is she making new ones wherever she goes does she go there and she has no fence and as she kills victims she creates one and then leaves it or what happens but it has skulls on top of it to ward off people from coming to her cottage I want to know how do you get up to the cottage if there's chicken feet and it's up in the air like that. Hmm. Guess you gotta bring a ladder, right? So this is the doozy right here. This is what really makes it like, wow. This is where it connects to everything else we talk about. And I'm starting to get to see the same scenario over and over and over again. Guess what she eats? Oh yeah, I'm sure you guys could guess by now what she eats. Yep, you guessed it. Children. She eats children. I mean, now how many of these have we had so far? We only had five, five in, right? We've already had like three of these women who eat children scenarios. And believe me, I have a long list of other ones. Believe me, I have a long list. So she eats, tw- she eats children. Not just any children, but bad children. Again, this stems back to the whole folklore thing. You know, people telling kids things in order to make them behave and be obedient. And if they are not obedient, then these things come and get them, right? Remember that with Kalukalik? Remember that with Bloody Mary? Well, maybe not so much Bloody Mary. But oh, La, La Llorona. Uh, there's uh, Lilith. I mean, the list goes on. And uh, yeah. So, like I said, there's stories of people seeking her for knowledge and guidance. But it's also said that if, you, if for every time you ask her a question... She uh, ages one year, so she's very reluctant to answer your questions. And she always asks you a question. If you came on your own accordance, or if someone sent you, there's only one right answer. If you if you answer wrong, it's lights out Phoenix. So, you know, you gotta make sure you answer that question right. But what's the right answer, Dukes? That's what you ask. I'm not telling you. You find out for yourself. You have to find out for yourself. ha <laughs> ha. All right, so 
yeah, like I said, she'll 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 age one year every time she answers a question that's asked of her, right? And she don't want to get old, as Lilith, as Kalukalik, as uh, Bloody Mary, as all these people. They want to get ugly and old, right? So what do they do? She has a way of reversing the aging process by making a potion made of blue roses. I don't know if I've ever seen a blue rose before, unless it was like created and died. So that's how she makes it. Um, and then um, it's also said she can control weather, right? Um, so like basically she can make the winds change. She can make rain, whatever. She can control the weather. And it's said that you can tell when she's uh, close because the wind whistles and the trees howl. She's close by. <laughs> Alright, so um, also she has many servants who do her bidding. Um, like the three horsemen. Not the four horsemen, but the three horsemen. I don't think I want to meet these fellows. You know what I'm saying? It seems like they're trouble. I don't need no troubles. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Forget all that noise. But, yeah, that's Baba Yaba in a nutshell. But we're going to get into some more information. Let me, you know, run down some of the rundown. All right. So, Wikipedia says that Baba Yaba is Slavic folklore. It's a supernatural being or one of a trio of sisters of the same name who appears as a deformed or ferocious looking old woman. I think I've known some women that look like that, you know, like just keeping it real. It's in Russian fairy tales. Baba Yaba flies around in a mortar and wields a pestle and dwells deep in the forest in a hut usually described as a standing on a chicken leg. She may help or hinder those that encounter or seek her out and may play a maternal role and has associations with forests of wildlife. According to Vladimir Prop's folklore morphology, Baba Yaba commonly appears, Baba Yaba commonly appears as either a donor, villain, or maybe altogether ambiguous. And then this this Andreas Andreas Johns identifies Baba Yaba as one of the most memorable and distinctive figures in Eastern Europe folklore. John summarizes Baba Yaba as a many-faceted figure capable of inspiring researchers to see her as a cloud, moon, death, winter, snake, bird, pelican, which is a bird, I don't know why they even said that twice, or earth goddess, totemic, matriarchal, ancestress. That's pretty cool. Try saying that once fast, shit. Female initiator, phallic mother, woo, phallic mother, damn, and archetypal image. That's what it says about her. I mean, it says a lot more about her, but you know, that's just giving you a little, little, little taste. Dip your toes in there for a little bit, you know what I mean? So, she is definitely. A character that you don't want to run into unless you're trying to get some knowledge and make sure just make sure that you escape, escape with your life because word on the streets is it can get real when you mess with Baba Yaba. That's a Baba Yaba. It can get real when you mess with Baba Yaga. 
And just so y'all know how to spell it, it's B-A-B-A. Second word is Y-A-G-A. Baba Yaga. But we'll get to the flow of the week. Yeah, you know what I mean? I mean. Now I'm going to get into some individual stories. People who grew up hearing about this creature. And uh, tell telling what they knew about it. There's some extra information in these stories that 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 was not available basically you know in everything i told you so far so it's good to hear from people directly because you get different perspectives all right so so this individual says as a very young child i used to get sent every summer to my grandparents farmhouse in a small village in romania every few days the older women of the village would get together and do sewing or knitting or clean, husk, peel, or shell various vegetables and grains. They would gossip and tell stories as they worked. And a lot of those stories were of Baba Yaga and her magical house. The thing is, she was depicted almost equally as being both tricky, mean, and destructive, and as helpful, kind, and protective. This is because she was thought of as kind of a facet of nature, or sometimes more specifically as an embodiment of the forest, which at different times could be either wild and dangerous, or serene and generous, and sometimes she could have aspects of both. The scary things about her was that you never knew which side of her you would get. She would change from one to the other at any time without warning just like nature. So you would always have to be super careful when dealing with her and always treat her with respect, lest you incur her wrath. You know what they say, hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. But then again, nature is the most dominant thing over us. We can't control it. I mean, in a way we can, but we can't control it completely. At any time, you can die from, you know, saying the the heat going too high or it going too low in temperature, or you know, some some blizzard comes or lightning strikes you or a flood. Mother Nature is one foul beast. It can definitely take your life at any moment. So it kind of makes sense that you know that basically uh, Baba Yaga could be. A metaphor for what nature is you know what I'm saying so that I think is a very very intriguing thing to think about here's another one when I was younger the story Baba Yaga was a way for parents to scare their children into eating sleeping or behaving I would often hear parents say if you misbehave Baba Yaga will come and take you to her house or something similar also, there was a story about a girl who lived with her aunt, and her aunt ran out of wool. So she sent the young girl to Baba Yaga to get some wool. Her aunt gave her a flute to calm down the winds, a comb to comb out the bushes, and a ribbon to tie the trees. These were ways that Baba Yaga kept people away. And uh, So basically, what it's saying here is she was giving stuff to control nature because it said earlier when she's close by the wind whistles and the trees howl right 
So these things were given to her to, to tame those things, which makes sense. It kind of goes hand in hand. So this is another person that's had the same situation. Is you know, this is a way how to overcome it, which again leads me to believe that maybe uh, nature is what she is. All right, and nature can move from place to place. When I say nature, I mean it could be a storm here, then a storm moves somewhere else, right? So a flood could be here, and then the flood goes somewhere else. So that makes sense about the two chicken legs and the, her house always moving. Here's another one. As a child with parents from the Soviet Union, I was told that if I misbehaved, didn't eat or sleep on time, Baba Yaga would come in the middle of the night, take me to her house and cook me in a stew. Then I was shown a cartoon of her and what she does and needless to say i was a very obedient child and again like i said a lot of folklore is basically people trying to get kids to behave either it's just to get them to behave to behave or to get them to, to be stay safe because they're in a world back in the days that was very dangerous not that it's not dangerous now it is but they had a lot more to be worried about back then because they had less technology you know different things they didn't have back then that they have now so to keep your children safe you had to keep them obedient to keep them obedient you had to use fear sometimes because you know children are rambunctious and do what they want to do so that makes sense like i said the last two of them were talking about obedience right and um now this person says baba means woman in russian Yaga means a man living in a forest in Komi language. Chicken legs can be related to Neolithic stilt houses. So it's talking about basically those houses that are up on stilts because of the floods coming through. Again, that's nature though. So could be uh, related with that. Another story here says, I've heard some fairy tales about Baba Yaga when I was a kid. In majority of these, she appeared to be a violent and cruel creature. She especially was hostile towards younger women and children being envy, envious of their being envious of their beauty and grace. Right? So, you know what I'm saying? Basically, it goes back to all the other female evil creatures that I've talked about and will talk about. For some reason, they want to stay young. They want to look beautiful. They get mad if someone else is more beautiful than them. They get mad if someone else is more beautiful than them. They eat children. And they are just evil motherfuckers. So, I mean, it's, it's the same story again. Now, my question is, are these all the same stories told from different perspectives due to um, people applying it to their era and their culture and their 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 area or are these all different situations and it's a real thing that everyone's encountering it could be either we'll get to that though so moving on um another person says i was told this story often as a child my grandmother lived through the holodomar famine in soviet ukraine and said that parents would tell it to their children as a way to keep them safe and close. Her mother often told her the same story. During the famine, there were rumors that people were being taken and eaten, or their flesh was sold on the black market, often made into human sausages. 
as many were going missing and boiled, human bones and skeletal remains were being found in rivers. It was common knowledge that to stray into the woods may mean that you'd never return. Now this brings some historical um, point of view to it. As far as it's not so much someone just saying something, but there's a reason why of what was going on. Basically, there was some cannibalism going on during the famine. There's not much food, so people started eating other people. So it's very, this could, this could be the, the origin of where it came from because people were eating people. So they wanted their kids to stay safe. So they told their kids, hey, if you go out there, uh, Baba Yaga is going to get you and eat you. And kids are like, I don't want to get eaten. So they stay close and your kids don't get eaten, right? So um, this might be the origin of where it came from. I believe this is definitely the origin. Unless the origin stems back to, to, to Lilith and, and all the other stuff. I believe this right here might be the origin. Uh, so I should have looked up see when that happened. Uh, if I'm going to do it right now. The, let me see. The Holodomor Mar Famine. Let's see when it happened. All right, so the the Holodomor famine happened 1932 to 1933. But the problem with that is the first clear reference to Baba Yaga occurred in 1755. So it says in Loman grammar, Baba Yaga is mentioned twice among other figures, largely from Slavic tradition. The second of the two mentions a uh, mentions occurred within the list of Slavic gods and being next to their presumed equivalents in Roman mythology the Slavic god Perun Perun P-E-R-U-N for example appears equated with the Roman god Jupiter Baba Yaga however appears in the third section without an equivalence attesting to perception of her uniqueness even in this first known revelation of Baba Yaga so basically Baba Yaga started in 1755 that famine was 1933 so that could not have been the origin of Baba Yaga so that's debunked we debunked it we debunked it all right so let's see what it says right here about bony legs it says um Baba Yaga appears she displays a variety of typical attributes a turning chicken-legged hut mortar and pestle mop or broom Baba Yaga frequently bears the epithet bony leg um, and when inside of her dwelling she may be found stretched out over the stove reaching from one corner of the hut to another I just got the chills when I read that that's crazy Baba Yaga may sense and mention the Russian scent Ruskim Dukhom of those that visit her her nose may stick into the ceiling Particular emphasis may be placed by some narratives on the repulsiveness of her nose, breast, buttocks, or vagina. Okay, I guess it got a little bit dark there. But what's crazy is the whole bony leg. It kind of reminds me of Hansel and Gretel. I mean, think about it. Hansel and Gretel, these two kids go out into the forest and they run into this witch, right? And she wants to cook them and eat them. But she wanted to put some more weight on them. But they had bony fingers because of the chicken bone he used or whatever. I mean, this kind of goes along with that. Hansel and Gretel. I wonder if Hansel and Gretel is related to that or stemmed from that. 
Maybe we'll do a, an episode on Hansel and Gretel later on. You know, you know, it's straight up a story, folk tale. But isn't that what we're doing here? Pretty much. All right, so we're gonna look into that a little bit later too. But yeah, there's, I mean, there's so much information, so much craziness. Like it just seems like this one has a lot of. I mean, some some of these stories just have a little bit of stuff. This one has a lot of stuff on it, like. It's like, like I said, it's one of the most well-known stories in, in, in Europe or back over in that area. So, yeah, it's crazy. Oh, there's a story um, of a trio of Baba Yagas appeared as sisters, all sharing the same name. For example, in a version of Maiden Tsar, collected in the 19th century by Alexander Afin Asiev. Ivan, a handsome merchant's son, makes his way to a home of one of the three Baba Yagas. He journeyed onward, straight ahead, and finally came to a little hut. It stood in the open field, turning on chicken legs. He entered and found Baba Yaga, the bony-legged Fifi, she said, or Fifi. I don't know if it's Fifi or Fifi, full foam. It reminds me of that. She said, the, the Russian, Russian smell has never heard of nor caught sight of her here, but it has come by itself. Are you here of your own free will or by compulsion, my good youth? Largely of my own free will, and twice as much by compulsion. Do you know, Baba Yaga, where lies the thrice tenth kingdom? No, I do not, she said and told him to go to her second sister. She might know. Ivan walks for some time before encountering a small hut identical to the first. The Baba Yaga makes the same comments and asks the same question as the first, and Ivan asks the same question. This second Baba Yaga does not know either and directs him to the third, but says if she gets angry with him and wants to devour you, take three horns from her and ask her permission to blow them. Blow the first one softly, the second one louder, and the third still louder. Ivan thanks her and continues on his journey. After walking for some time, Ivan eventually finds the chicken-legged hut of the youngest of the three sisters turning in an open field. This third and youngest of the Baba Yagas makes the same comment about the Russian smell. Before running to wet her teeth and consume Ivan. Ivan begs her to give her three horns and she does so. The first he blows softly, the second louder, and the third louder yet. This causes birds of all sorts to arrive and swarm the hut. One of the birds is a fire bird which tells him to hop on its back or Baba Yaga will eat him. He, do, he does so, and the Baba Yaga rushes him and grabs the firebird by its tail. The firebird leaves with Ivan, leaving Baba Yaga behind with a fistful of firebird feathers. Crazy, right? That was a good story. I got a little bit of chills when I was reading that one. And you know what's crazy? That reminds me. I've, I've heard a story like this about someone going to one sister and then going to a second sister and going to a third sister. I, just, I don't remember the name. But I remember hearing this when I used to live in Wisconsin, little town in Wisconsin, and I've heard this before. And, and the crazy thing is, there's a lot of different people from different, from over overseas that's right that live right there, like mainly Polish, 
and um, Norwegian and stuff. But it's crazy. Like I heard story a story about someone going to three different um, ladies that were sisters. So it's crazy. I might have heard this when I was a kid, and not even re- realized it. So that's pretty cool. So here's another story. Here's another story about to tell about three young. Not playing. <laughs> anyway, this this person says I was adopted from Russia at three, and in an orphanage, the mamas would tell the children that if we didn't behave, Baba Yaga would come inside the windows while we were asleep, take us, grind our bones into bread, and eat us. I also have a Russian storybook my parents bought in Moscow. It has a few stories of Baba Yaga in there that I haven't seen on any videos yet. So, there's that. This next person says, I hear and tell uh, that Baba Yaga apparently dwells in the slums and darker areas of Portland, Oregon territory. Some of my former associates told me tales of an old woman who never lived in the same place longer than once and had unkempt nails, chicken feathers clinging to her clothing and apparently had teeth that looked like metal. The only time she was seen in public was after midnight in the summer ages, ages, ages ago. But this old biddy apparently vanished into the woods outside the city and doesn't like to be disturbed once one goes looking for her <laughs> another one says i grew up with tales of baba yaga often referred to her as babushka baba yaga for her grandmotherly appearance i've been quite obsessed with her stories ever since this one says i was never brought up with the tales in childhood but have read about her in her origins start as a goddess of fertility and ag- uh, agriculture Relating her to Venus, a.k.a. Aphrodite. There's that, right? And this one says, Baba Yaga had three children burned by her neighbors because they were scared of them. So to revenge, she is a witch Baba Yaga and transforms the village into a forest. So then the forest she lives at might be the village that housed the neighbors that burned her children. And, And that kind of makes sense about eating the children maybe making them into a stew burning them so there's that um and just so you guys know it's baba yaga not baby yoda okay if you guys came here looking for baby yoda you came to the wrong place he does not exist here he does not exist here all right all right so that's pretty much it for the stories well here's another one so this kind of reminds me of uh the show the ring it says when I was a small child, every spring or summer, I have went to visit my grandma. She lives in a remote village deep in the forest. Whenever I got close to her, to her well, she would tell me to step back. Otherwise, Baba Yaga, or Baba Roga, as she called her, would drag me into the well. Now, did she just want her to stay away from the well so she wouldn't fall in there and die? Or does it have something to do with where the grudge, or not the grudge, but... um the ring came from so that's it for those stories that i have um from other people um let me see here we already debunked one thing as far as it not coming from that uh that that famine so let's get into some speculation based on all the stories and everything i read and, and seen like i said it could be a fact of nature it could be 
a fact of nature as far as nature is uncontrollable and can be dangerous. Although it can be helpful, it can be dangerous and always be aware of your surroundings and treat nature with respect because it can consume you. There's that. But also, um, as we saw, the fact that it could have to do with famine. Maybe not that famine that happened in 1932, 33, but maybe there's a famine back in the days that happened and people were, were, again, killing people and eating people. Cannibalism. And you wanted to keep your family and your kids safe, right? So there could be that as well. But why is she referred to as the, the grandmother of of Satan or devil's grandmother that's what makes me think it has to do with Lilith again Lilith I think that spirit exists and I think that spirit exists in all cultures uh, and has been told through different cultures in different ways because I'm telling you I could I could stop doing folklore on this channel or on this you know this spinoff and only do uh, episodes based on women who kill children who are worried about their beauty and their age and you know what I'm saying like there's so many of them there's so many of them like I said are they all connected one day like later on once I get deep into this maybe after the first year I might do an episode that breaks down all of them together and looks, looks at all the similarities all the differences where they came from and pinpoint and maybe do a big deep 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 dive on them right and see where the connection is and if we could we could figure it all out you know because there's so many of them so many of them it's not even funny so yeah there's that um what else can i speculate on um the the whole fact that there's three of them i think in a lot of folklore a lot of stories there's always three like you know saying three blind mice nah but there's also like like the three bears goldilocks goldilocks and the three bears right and then there's like uh you know there's like a lot of stories where it has to do with three of something you know what i mean so like people say there was a white dude a black dude and a Pollock, right so it's like people always like adding three when they're telling some kind of story um it's like completion. Like even when I'm saying something, if I'm like writing a phrase and I say something like, "Oh yeah, I went to the, I, w I want some donuts, ice cream, and and milk." Like if I if I, I might only want to say donuts and ice cream, but I'll say donuts, ice cream, and I'm like, "What can I say?" And and what? And milk. Instead of saying donuts and milk, right? It's not even, maybe not with so so much with food, but when I'm I'm saying something, I'm writing something. A lot of times I'll say something, something, and something. I feel like if I say something and something, it's not complete. So maybe it's a human nature thing that we think we need to, we need to have three to be complete. But um, either way, some of those stories are crazy. Like people are heard. And it, like I said, the nature thing, I think that's the best scenario as, as far as where it started from. Or the whole, um, there being, there being famine and people are eating people and so that could be another one but mainly nature you want to keep your children safe from nature why not make up a boogie woman right so 
that's what I'll have for that. Um, what do you guys think? Tell me what you guys think. Go ahead and go to Learning the Curse Facebook group. If you're not part of the group, ask to be part of the group and we will allow you to be part of the group. And go in there to the thread for this particular episode. Excuse me. For this particular episode. And tell me what you think about it. What do you think she is? Do you think she exists for real? Do you think it was just a story made up? Do you believe that... Uh, um, do you believe that... Well, not even do you believe. Have you ever heard this story before? Were you told it as a child? Have you ever witnessed anything that had to do with it? Have you ever seen a house with chicken feet? I haven't. But you might have. So, let me know. Let us know. Uh, hit us up at flowsquadltc at gmail.com or, like I said, go to any of the social media for Learning the Curse and you can share your thoughts. So, let's get to Poe. Possibility of existence. Nature exists. So, if she represents nature, then there's a high probability that it exists. Not as the story is told. But that there is something that's dangerous out there that can harm you if you don't respect it. For that fact, I would say a high probability. But for the fact of there being an actual woman who is eating children, has metal teeth, and lives in a house that has chicken feet that moves around. I would say that's very low probability of that being true. So, I believe... The origin of of where this came from is a high probability that that origin is true. There is nature. Nature exists. The probability of, of there being a female like that, I think, is low. I'll say low probability for that. So, pole scale, that's my, uh, my breakdown of it. But, yeah, I think this is a fun episode. It was, it was just the name itself is kind of scary, like Baba Yaga. So... You guys tell me what you think. Um, and we're going to get get on out of here. But first, my favorite part of this show, the flow of the week. Till next time. Yeah, yeah, come on. Come on, yeah. If you're looking for some creepy Slavic pasta, look no farther than Baba Yaga. Go and see her. Hmm, I'm not going to stop it. Just hope she's grandma liking not a monster. I like chicken legs, but not ones that walk around the forest with a cottage on top of it. No ship, your life it could cost you. That's a hairy situation like Sock and Chewbacca. Man, she's a freaky chicken. If you're not careful, she'll eat your kids. She has insight of what your weakness is. Don't fuck with Mother Nature, you piece of shit. You piece of shit. Don't fuck with Mother Nature, you piece of shit. You piece of shit. <laughs> Yow, we out, man. Be careful, Baba Yaba, Baba Yaga, Baga Baga, Baga Chameleon, Baggy Go Baba Ba. <laughs> I'm just acting crazy, y'all.